I forgot to show them off. See, <laughs> oh yeah, so that's the Kickstarter that's running right now, everybody. All right. It's a pretty healthy dice bag. So. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> throw away, throw away the uh, Crown Royale bag. We need one of those. Welcome to Every Edition, the tabletop role-playing game talk show that's not limited to just one game, rule set, or style of play. We cover the latest incarnation of the world's most popular role-playing game, the old-school renaissance, and everything in between and adjacent. While we don't agree on everything, we do agree that rolling dice and assuming the roles of characters in a fictional setting is the greatest hobby in the world. Welcome to every edition of your tabletop RPG talk show. I'm Jesse. I'm John. And today we have a very special announcement, our very first sponsor, which we will talk about a little bit later on in the episode. But for now, we're going to talk about later on our uh, Loot the Body, as we're going to talk about Dark Places and Demogorgons, a very Stranger Things uh, uh, type game. And our Random Encounter. We're going to be uh, talking to Justin from Severed Books. Yes, we have an interview again. Excellent. I'm uh, I'm excited. I love I love being able to to talk with the people who are creating the games that we're enjoying because they're filling me with a a, a bunch of uh, entertainment. And Absolutely. Stuff, so, and of course we have our morale check where we take a look at uh, all the news going on in the world for for RPGs and tabletop games. But uh, first, John, what's new? Well, uh, so I am back from Origins 2022 mm. and got lots to talk about. Um, hoping we can do a, a future episode and kind of talk about some of the things that I learned, but just a great experience. Uh, can't wait to go back. Um, can't wait to, to bring more people, yeah, yeah, yourself yeah. included. I unfortunately couldn't attend, but I'm hoping to next year. Next time, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and it got me started to think about and get excited about Maybe going to PAX Unplugged oh, coming sure, up sure, in sure. December, um, and uh, and that kind of stuff. So I, I got the I got the convention, uh, you know, itch. <laughs> like it was so much fun. I uh, can't wait to can't wait to share some of my thoughts uh, with all of you, Jesse. What's new with you? Well, so the newest Magic: The Gathering set has released. Yes, the uh, Baldur's Gate Magic: The Gathering. So cool. D and D crossover. I sort of predicted last year that every year we would have some D&D magic crossover mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that that continues as this is 2022's D&D magic crossover um, and uh, the the art and the lore is fantastic uh, as as with the first set the Forgotten Realms set uh, I'm going to be using a lot of these cards and and uh, scenarios with some of my players that may visit Baldur's Gate or somewhere around it um, to give them better visuals because I find that that helps, especially when you consider Baldur's Gate itself is like a, a pretty uh, compacted city, and uh, being able to show them exactly what's going on is always helpful. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to get as many of these cards as I can, but uh, Magic the Gathering's pretty expensive right now. So <laughs> Yeah, I actually made the decision I'm not going um, to collect Baldur's Gate oh, magic. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and it is budgetary reasons, like something's got to give. Yep. Uh, with the way things are going right now, and uh, <laughs> so that one was that was a little bit easier for me to a little bit easier for me to stop because it's not directly tabletop role playing yeah, 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 related. Yeah. Um, so I said, nope, sorry, Baldur's Gate. Um, and 
my kids don't seem as interested in magic, so that also helps. Sure. But keep me posted. I'm I'm, I'm still curious, <laughs> and I can't help but kind of like, you know, like, oh, what's what's going on over there? Oh, I'm sure I'll, I'll continue <laughs> as the episodes you know continue forward. I'll I'll be sharing all interesting magic news, including uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff that oh. may happen later this year or next year. Oh, that'll bring me back. Uh, so. Warhammer and all that. So there's there's a bunch of new magic news that'll be awesome to talk about in the future. Great. It's time for a morale check. Our morale checks are where we take a look at RPG news of the week and uh, all the goings-on in our industry. First off, some bit of news from World Anvil. They just released an article that had 25-plus one-shots that were a majority um, setting agnostic. Okay. That you could run in, in whatever game, whatever setting you want, on their website for free. Great. I have a link to the article. I'll put it down in the description below uh, if you're on YouTube. Um, it it's fantastic. It's 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 twenty five games for you know they're not they're setting agnostic, but they're, mm-hmm. they're really they lend themselves well to Pathfinder, D anD D, Call of Cthulhu, some of these like sort of staple games. Great. Uh, they're meant to be one shots. There's even some games that are designed or some uh, one shots that are designed for solo play. Mm-hmm. So if you maybe want to try out a specific type of game yeah. and you don't have anybody to play with. Here's a here's a one shot for you, and it's this huge, awesome, free article that they put out that uh, I devoured, and uh, I can't wait to try some of them. That's great. Well, with this economy, free is the right price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were so, just talking about budgets and things like twenty five plus uh, free stuff is, is kind of what we need. That's great. Well, we'll we'll get that out on our socials too. We'll put it up on on Facebook and send it out on Twitter too. Sure, sure. Um, I I want to take a look. That yeah. sounds good. In uh, in other news, uh, Bloat Games is coming out with Overworld Three, which is a zine uh, with monsters in it that are very similar to uh, the Legend of Zelda. Or this in, awesome. <laughs> inspired by the yeah, Legend yeah. of Zelda, right? Um, so as as suggested, this is Overworld 3, so this is going to be the third Legend of Zelda-inspired zine, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the third time that Bloat Games is, is, is doing this. But they've also done uh, a, a Castlevania-inspired zine, and they've also done actually a Mario inspired uh zine called pipe world um (laughs) it seems like they are monster manuals basically for um for both fifth edition and for survive this which is their own um osr sure uh, role-playing system now bloat games is going to come up again in this episode because they are the makers of uh dark places and demogorgons and that's going to be our loot the body uh segment today. So, I'm new to bloat games, but uh stuff seems cool. Yeah. Um so if you're a retro gamer, you like Zelda, you like Mario, you like Castlevania, check out Bloat Games and right now Overworld 3 is the Zelda zine, Zelda inspired zine on Kickstarter. Coming up soon, June 25th is Free RPG Day. Um check with your local comic shop, your local hobby shop. They may be hosting this. There's going to be a bunch of free stuff from a bunch of awesome uh, uh, publishers like Paizo, Ninth Level Games, Modipius, uh, Goodman Games, a bunch of other stuff that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, there's a couple of shops near us that uh, will be hosting it, and I'm definitely going to at least maybe make you go in with like a hat oh, yeah. and a mask or a, a mustache and pretend to be two <laughs> different people so you can get me one too. 
Uh, but we'll uh, we'll probably in a future episode talk about all the goodies that we got from Free RPG Day. Yeah, I'll try to collect as many as I can on Saturday, and uh, I think probably um, you know you're usually limited, so yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna definitely prioritize the Goodman Games uh, stuff because they're. Their free RPG releases are essentially the equivalent of their regular module releases. Yeah. Um, so they're not, uh, you know, and they're not short short changing or, or anything like that. It's basically like getting a legitimate adventure module mm-hmm. for free. Uh, so I'm all about that. Uh, <laughs> more free stuff. More free stuff. Let's go again. <laughs> the price is right. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the complete strategist. Nice. Uh, in King of Prussia, which is my uh, my go-to store right now. And finally, Fighter Guy Studios uh, has their Brains and Brawn Super Simple TTRPG system. Mm. This is a uh, genre and setting agnostic system that uses D10s. And in keeping with our theme here, it is free. Nice. Uh, so you can find uh, Brains and Brawn. From Fighter Guy Studios, you can find it on DriveThruRPG, mm. and you can find it on itch.io, uh, free on both sites. Nice. Um, it is a, it's a solid toolkit, really, for um, playing whatever kind of game you want to play. Very rules light. It just uses D10s, like I said, and you're really only going to use either one, two, or three D10s. Sure. So that's all you need to play. Um, they also have some expansions, which are only four pages long. Uh, and they do have sort of genre-specific content. So they've got a Roamers and Revenants, uh, which is a zombie-themed expansion. That is also free. Uh, they have uh, Valiants and Vigilantes, which is their superhero expansion. Horrors and Heretics, which is their sort of Cthulhu-inspired mm-hmm. expansion. And then coming soon, it hasn't released yet, but they're coming out with sort of a dinosaur caveman prehistoric nice. uh, setting called sticks and stones the great thing about their expansions is they're four pages long and they're only two dollars okay so you get the core rules for free you can even get one of the expansions for free and then if you fall in love with uh the brains and brawn super simple ttrp uh system then it's only two dollars uh to continue That's the continue right the price. fun there you go that's the right so check out Fighter Guy Studios, Brains and Brawn, Super Simple TTRP System, available on DriveThruRPG and itch.io. All right, so special thanks to Fighter Guy Studios for being a sponsor uh, of this episode of Every Edition. And our really, very first sponsor. Our, our very first sponsor. So thank <laughs> you very much, Fighter Guy Studios. Uh, we're going to put a link uh, to uh, find Brains and Brawn, the Super Simple TTRP System, uh, down in the comments below, and we'll also make sure it's out on our Facebook and our Twitter so it's easy to find. Price is right. Uh, and thanks again, Fighter Guy Studios, for being a sponsor of this episode. Do you want your game or a tabletop RPG uh, project featured on every edition in some capacity? It could be in front of us on our Loot the Body section or within our morale check as we talk about things and, and dive into them. Uh, let us know. Get in touch. Uh, we have our, our email at everyeditionrpg at gmail.com. You can also find all of our socials at everyeditionrpg.com. All right, it's time for a random encounter. Today's random encounter, we are talking to Justin Sorois from Severed Books. Hello, Justin. Hello, Justin. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? 
I'm awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Excellent. We had an opportunity to meet uh, at Origins uh, 2022, which was fantastic. Uh, And I wanted to have you on the show as soon as possible. Uh, So I I understand this is the 10th anniversary for Severed Books, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ten years, man. We I uh, I started this thing. uh, Publishing fiction. Okay. um, For four years. And that's really my first passion and background i'm gonna say poetry and then fiction okay um but yeah for four years i I wrote a bunch of novels and uh got into gaming and that the gaming thing completely took over (laughs) the prose just stomped it into the ground so that's that's the short of it yeah well and you've got uh you've got a kickstarter that's rocking right now right yeah so tell Uh, us about that so the one that the one that we just launched yesterday, um, it's our thirtieth, which is kind of hard That's to admit. That's a lot of but, um, Kickstarters. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it is for we for the thirtieth one. I want to do something a little off brand and really funny and fun. So it's okay. it's literally a uh, multi pocket dice bag that looks like a mimic because the drawstring <laughs> I the drawstrings the plastic. Uh, what do you even call those? The clamps? Yeah, uh, like yeah, plastic yeah, yeah, clamps. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, the plastic clamps. They look like eyeballs. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you, like, I I had previously made this dice bag without eyes, and I was just kind of in my basement here tooting around and, you know, just trying to think of the next thing to do. And literally just, like, playing like a kid, like, just sort of, like, knocking things over and, you know, like, <laughs> drinking my coffee and laughing. And I literally looked down at the dice bag, and I was like, holy cow, like, those could be eyeballs and you know a week later i'm initially they were going to be googly eyes yeah um, but i couldn't find a vendor to that could create googly eyes that were um uh durable enough they okay, always sure, sure. cracked and squished yeah so i just i settled for uh for stickers so did you um, did you ever think your writing career would bring you to googly eyes? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like, not. Dice bag and, or children's books? Yeah. Like, you know, ten years ago, I'd be walking through Barnes and Noble dreaming about like a MacArthur Fellowship. So yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no longer, no longer. Well, congratulations on the the tenth anniversary for ten uh, year anniversary for Severed Books and the thirtieth Kickstarter. That's, yeah, that's unbelievable. Insane. The uh, yeah. You know, you came on the map uh, for me with the um, massive gelatinous cube, uh, the very first Kickstarter for that. And I, I don't I don't know how I found it or why or whatever. But I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah, it's a no brainer. It's like, <laughs> you know, and I've got so the, uh, you know, a couple of them here for those of you watching right. on YouTube. Right. Um <laughs> They are they work as minis, yeah. right? So if you're going to fight a gelatinous cube, but they also are functioning D6s. Yes. Um, so where tell us about that journey or that idea. How did oh, that sure. how did that come about? Oh, God, um, that was another one. I was just sort of like, well, I'll, I'll sort of back up because like, um, man, I am I am a true believer in. This is this is sort of like Marsh McLuhan. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that that older uh, 60s, 70s media guru guy, but he wrote mm. this book called um, "The Medium Is the Massage" okay. or "The Medium Is the Message." Mm. Um, and for me, my journey has been about learning as much about manufacturing as I can. I I mm. want to be able to do everything. Um, 
even if it's you know the the, the sticker sheets like that's coming with the the mimic thing <laughs> yeah cut out like, the middleman yeah like i knew i know anyone can make a die cut sticker sheet but it was about finding the right vendor at the right price point and that took a while yeah yeah um but expanding my palette so i can literally dream up something goofy and make it tomorrow sure um so the gelatinous cubes i can't remember what i had just done i think it was sickest witch like a small Mm -hmm. card game and i was making custom dice and then i did the um i know i'm not supposed to swear but the the f yeah uh d20s right yeah yeah yeah. that was out um (laughs) and then from there like i just researching more vendors i was like oh i just asked my vendor i was like can you create a giant translucent cube and she was like oh yeah we can do that let me send you a sample she sent it to me i was like wow like this is actually really pretty like you know, oh yeah the light you know um and then the ideas just started spilling out you know i was like oh gosh like what else can i do well you know the pips can be skulls can it be a mini so we went back and forth with scaling and stuff like getting it to the right size and um i guess just long story short i was just playing around with ideas but also expanding my palette my, sure. my manufacturing palette yeah um which is a really cool postmodern thing you can do now like um, yeah it, it's it's great it, it's wild that like as an individual you can do a bunch of research online and you can find vendors all over the world to create these products and it's it's really not that difficult yeah so, and kickstarter um, has obviously been a pretty a pretty big awesome innovator for our industry um and a big help in getting things in front of people like this yeah. like in, in my in one of my D groups they use the uh, the f yeah die um, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was interesting to know that we were going to do this interview and i was like okay yeah i know where those come from right there you go <laughs> um yeah just just playing around with ideas and i don't know where the skull pip thing came from that was just sort of like I think I was just messing around in, in Adobe Illustrator, just like pushing pixels around, you know, or vectors, mm. uh, and just it kind of clicked, you know. So a lot of it is just play, like visual play. Sure. Well, so yeah. an, another place where it seems like you've uh, been playing recently is um, Caver, this mm-hmm. giant <laughs> fig, right? This yes. giant miniature. It's yes. what, what do you call a giant miniature? Because that's an oxymoron, a ma- right? A maxi. Maxiature. A, a maxiature. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> For those for those of you that aren't familiar with Caver, Justin, uh, fill them in because it's really awesome. All right, well, can I go grab it? I should I should have. Yeah, go ahead. My, uh, stage my <laughs> desk a little bit, but I got them right here. I got a painted version, then I have the regular non-painted version. Okay, cool. Um, so, Caver, um, I wrote a few books. Uh, the first one being Caver and Cube, Book One, um, and it's half a short story, half guide to cavers as familiars so imagine imagine your party goes goes into a cave not knowing that it's alive and if they do the right triggers and prompts they can activate it it crawls out of the ground and they can use it as both a mobile home and a medieval mech of sorts Um, you can customize the guts you can build it out um the giant mini kickstarted i don't know uh eight nine months ago mm. and and these are on a pallet on a truck and they should have been delivered last week they're in the states so they're coming soon nice great um <laughs> but definitely the biggest mini i've ever created 
<laughs> it's it's massive. It is big, yeah. Here's the here's the painted one. I tell you, this is the easiest mini to paint in the world because um, you just sort of close your eyes and dry brush. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks awesome. Yeah. It looks now, great. What's the deal? Aren't there compartments or something on top? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, you can literally you can remove these caps and then you can um, put a mini on top and ride this dude into battle. Nice. Or I also uh, made mods. So there's a dragon and a snake that you can optionally buy, and ha they have stats and stuff too. Nice. So, so kind of um, like the cave familiar has familiars or something, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Just carries um, around all your loot. <laughs> and then um, I did. I've I've written a Mork Borg book for it for Caver, and that'll come out on Kickstarter, depending on the delivery of other stuff in a in a month or two. So. Nice. Oh, so and that's going to be a new Kickstarter. Yep, that'll be the thirty-first. Nice, awesome, awesome, <laughs> yeah. very good, very cool. Keep them, keep them rolling. Oh, excited that, about that. Thanks. Yeah, that Caver book is is really wild. Um, without spoiling it, uh, it's it's a funnel, and um, you get chased into a cave by one of four Goliaths that you have to roll for, mm. and then if you activate the Caver properly, you can take revenge on the Goliath. That's about <laughs> most of your party. So it's, awesome. it's pretty rad. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I, I happily back to the caver Kickstarter. I can't wait to, to get that fig, uh, yeah, in my, soon. in my hands. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And it was good. It was good to see it at origins on display and, and see just how massive it is. It is really yeah. big. Um, the other, the other thing, uh, that brought you on my radar, uh, and this was the one I was excited to connect with you and talk about and, and hear some stories about, um, the Lost Tomb of Bitchin' Chimera, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Dead Milkman uh, RPG adventure. Yep. Um, I need to know because I'm I'm one of those people that like grew up listening to the Dead Milkman <laughs> and loves Dungeons and Dragons and never would have dreamed in a million years that something like this would exist. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so tell us, please, what's the story of that journey? It's a funny, it's a funny one. Uh, so I was at PAX Unplugged um, three years ago now. And I just on the periphery, I knew this dude, Andrew Irvin, um, from the literature scene, mostly. Um, we have tons of um, like avant garde writer friends in common. And he, um, I guess the, the year previous, he wanted to hook up and just play a game. And I was like, I'm, I'm running around the con busy with my friends, but let's chat. And then the next year, he pulled me aside. He's like, dude, I have this really great project. Um, and he described it, but it wasn't what it wasn't pitching chimera. It was something else. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm running it with this other guy that I know that I really love. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know what? Sight unseen. I trust you guys. Let's publish this thing. So over the course of a few months, that project got, um, just pushed, pushed, pushed aside a little bit. And then Andrew, the, the guy that uh, approached me, um, he had, created the bones of Bitchin Chimera and during a Dead Milkman outdoor show at a cemetery he ran the game for a bunch of friends and they loved it nice they're like this is amazing you should you should do something with this so he approached the band and they said yeah sure do whatever you want really just just go for it awesome and at PAX Unplugged no no um, months after PAX Unplugged Andrew emailed me and pitched it and I was like whoa I it's it's not a project i would have like uh chased right but he brought it to me and i could not say no sure. i mean it was just yeah so bizarre um 
and initially he was like, you know, how many are we going to sell? We're we going to sell 50 or 50 million. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I, I literally have no idea. It's so niche. So, yeah. But- well, it clearly it did. Yeah, it did well. I was right in the niche, man. This thing is so awesome. It's one of my prized possessions, without a doubt. I just, Excellent. I can't. Uh, so even like, um, one of the reasons I knew my wife was the right person for me to marry was because she loves the dead milkmen too, <laughs> and she's not a she's not a gamer. But even she was like, "Oh man, that's awesome!" And like, <laughs> you know, I, I think I could probably, you know, probably get a game going. Uh, sure with it yeah you're right it is so niche but it's so so special uh as a you know just a incredible so is there going to be another printing of it because it's it's out of print right or that's a great question um it's yeah it's out of print the the writer and the band have copies left i have a very small stack of books left yeah um i think it deserves a second printing i would love to print a hardcover combining the the book book with the uh, bestiary um, and maybe like there's the whole there's the dead cow map which we only oh, yeah. printed um, posters of so I was trying to get the writer to create a scenario just for that map and he didn't want to do it yet but I think that's something we could include in a new edition nice if you did a um, if you did a hardcover you got a sale right here I mean with a, <laughs> no problem like yeah yeah and that's you know, awesome it, it's a shame I'm not, I don't want to name drop but like um, when we ran the Kickstarter um, we had a few high-profile execs at like um hasbro and wizards and they they emailed the writer and they're like hey you know we want to help you make this bigger Mm -hmm. um so and then COVID hit and we were going to have this really big um release party in philly at pax unplugged and uh wizards was going to help us out with it it was just like just perfect Mm. and then COVID squashed it all so uh unfortunately um i'm thinking like if we ever did uh, a second print with hardcover that opportunity would be around again so, nice nice yeah well i hope that happens that sounds awesome yeah, that sounds really fun i'm yeah. i'm all all into that that sounds cool you, you imagine the band playing and like oh uh, yeah oh oh that's great that's great so good so yeah. good that would be fun <laughs> um so how has you mentioned PAX Unplugged? How has your uh, reception at conventions been? Um, re- really strong. So like, Origins was the first time I ever had a booth at a. At oh, a, cool! At a real game con, I, yeah. I did Baltimore Comic Con. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did Comic Con in, I guess, 2019, right before COVID, mm-hmm. and that was really fantastic. But um, we had a baby in the interim, like during COVID, and we've been like just super careful about all of that sure um so i've gone to cons like i went to pax unplugged as an attendee yeah recently but i didn't get the table unfortunately um but now i'm all in so <laughs> i can't wait to like get into the get not really getting get back into the swing I'm, I'm ready to table for both severed and exalted at the same time so. sure cool are you, are you going to pax unplugged this year yes nice. absolutely nice, nice, yep nice. Yeah. i th- I've I haven't been to PAX Unplugged before, but being and being this close to Philly, that seems ridiculous, right? Uh, but yes, <laughs> but That's I'm a great one. Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm gonna go this yeah, year. It's gonna be fun. I had a great yeah. time at Origins, so um, yeah. and that that was the one that everybody said. So then your next one, and they're you know perfectly timed with each other that you can kind of right. flip flop, and that's your that can be your your annual rotation. <laughs> um, so no, I'll be going to my first PAX. I think coming up, I have it on the calendar. Nice. Uh, cool. but, so you'll be tabling there? 
that's the plan awesome. um yeah and definitely um with exalted part of my role is to represent them at conventions so i think with the new ip launching i, I don't i don't think we have an option i think we have to be there i think mm. it's a, a requirement at sure. this point so so what is your what is your job at exalted funeral tell us a little bit about that so they hired me as a project manager and then product developer okay um and then I'm also doing some fulfillment stuff too, because they have a lot of project that, projects that they ship out um, for indie indie creators. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I don't know. I guess they're all important roles. I, I love the product development. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the most fun. Um, they're gonna run their free RPG summer sale on July 15th, I think. And um, this is the first time they let someone like really create tons of um not just books but like uh patches and stickers and all the all the fun tchotchkes which nice. i've gotten good at so <laughs> cool yeah that's what i like as a, as a dm or gm i like all the ancillary stuff that i can give out and yes you know. yeah you gotta get the goodies yeah that's <laughs> i wish i could lift up i have uh oh man I have like all this merch down here. That I really show you, but Kristen would kill me if I showed it off too soon. <laughs> no, that's all right. So for those people that don't know, I'm sure most people who are listening to this or watching it uh, are familiar. But what is Exalted Funeral? Exalted Funeral is um, an indie RPG publisher, and um, gosh, I mean, primarily a publisher. So mm. they're responsible for all the uh, OSC old school essential stuff. Uh, Ultraviolet, uh, Grasslands by yep. Luca. Um, I think Neon Lords too was on Exalted. So they were distributing Neon oh, sure, Lords, sure, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Neon Lords is yeah just distributing. So yeah, and they also distribute tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, lots of exclusives, lots of Mork Borg stuff, records, T-shirts. Um, now with me, more patches and stickers and stuff to slap on things. Um, <laughs> Cool. Trying to think of other stuff that they've done recently. Uh, la, la. They had a killer uh, Black Friday sale. Yes. Like yeah. the I, I I stocked up on a couple OSE player books that were like ridiculously cheap, like eleven bucks or something for yeah, a for a yeah. hardcover. Similarly, similarly, blah, 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 the um, the July sale is about the same. Uh, Mystic sure. Punks. They're responsible uh, for. Nice. Cool. Red. Um, I just picked that up, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Uh, yeah, I love the artwork. Yeah. Really love the artwork. I'm really picky about art, so <laughs> it does it for me. Cool. Um, but yeah, Exalted, like, it's really a dream job for me. I worked for the government for 18 years, and um, in communications, which I'm supposed to be pretty good at, but I really grew out of it mm. as far as my brain needing some creative stuff to do. Yeah. So, um working for exalted is literally the first time in my life where i feel like i'm doing what i'm meant to be doing cool. um, both creating wild stuff and then also helping other people do the same so cool you know, you're doing something right and it gives you it seems like the exalted and your your severed books your your company right there's a nice sort of synergy of you being able to kind of yeah. blend them together in a, in a nice way mm-hmm. yeah um, that that is that is part of the appeal. Um, I love owning a small business even mm-hmm. more than I ever thought I would, um, and it's super empowering. 
and like creating IP is sort of a passion of mine. Like I really love creators that not just creating IP, but foster it and think about it in, in uh, like serializ- serialization mm-hmm. and, and really growing a specific IP, like Caver, you know, like, yeah, I really, I'm thinking about Caver as a, as a character, a real character in role-playing games mm-hmm. where like role-playing games oftentimes lack main characters. Sure. Right. Um, so I don't know where I was going with that, but um, oh, owning a small business, the synergy between Exalted and, and Severed, that is, that's definitely a part of the, the appeal. Because I think if I'm going to work for another company, it has to be hopefully in tandem mm-hmm. with the company that I am running as well. And they really respect that. And I, I love them for it. So nice. uh, Matt and Kristen and Exalted have been like super supportive of what I do for a long time. Well, Justin, you are an exciting creator on the scene right now and it's been awesome to talk to you and I, i'm so glad that um i stumbled upon the massive gelatinous cube <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then and and happily it snowballed snowballed into uh lost tomb of the bitch and chimera and then caver <laughs> and everything that's to come uh this mimic this mimic bag I, happening yeah. now. I can't wait yeah. um I forgot to show them off. See, <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the Kickstarter that's running right now, everybody. All right. It's a pretty healthy dice bag. So. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> throw away throw away the uh, Crown Royale bag. We need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs that? Who needs that? Uh, but, yeah, we, we, have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of upcoming stuff. Like this, the three new projects that we have are super exciting as well. So if, if anyone's interested, go to severedbooks.com, click on, um, I think it's the news page. And you'll see all the um, the wild stuff we have in store. So. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to be looking for that caver uh, Morkborg uh, coming out soon. And then <laughs> we just talked yeah. about Morkborg. And I'm going to I'm going to keep pestering you about a hardcover of uh, <laughs> of Lost Tomb of the Bitch and Chimera. That's a brilliant idea. Yes. So. <laughs> all right. Well, Justin, thanks so much for for being with us. Yeah, appreciate this. It's fantastic. Yep. And, it was uh, an honor. Thank you. Too. Hopefully, we Thank can you. get 30 more Kickstarters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just give me a few years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you guys. Okay. So it was fantastic to talk to Justin. I love doing interviews and talking with the the, the figureheads in our industry. Um, it's crazy to believe that this is their 30th Kickstarter. That yeah. Is it's an insane amount. I backed the, uh, the Mimic bag. I'm always in search of like a bigger, more fun dice bag to have at the table. Yeah. I'm curious to know. If you've backed anything that Justin or uh, Severed Games has ever, Severed Books mm-hmm. has ever uh, has ever done, let us know in the comments down below. You can always uh, email us at everyeditionrpg at gmail.com or check out our socials and let us know there at everyeditionrpg.com. It's time to loot the body. On today's Loot the Body, we are taking a look at Dark Places and Demogorgons by Bloat Games. We talked about mm-hmm. Bloat Games a little earlier before. Um, they seem to have like a, a, a pop culture IP thing. And this is their uh, their Stranger Things yeah. IP. And it uh, seems fantastic. So none, none of them are official. They're all inspired by and, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. and really walk a, walk a pretty fine line. Um, this, yeah, this one says strange things. Yep, in not the 19, stranger things. In the 1980s, strange things happened everywhere. <laughs> um, 
So and uh, Dark Places and Demogorgons is an OSR uh, style game. It's very reminiscent of the basic and expert, the BX rules of Dungeons and Dragons. So if you're playing old school essentials, if you're playing basic and expert Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Places and Demogorgons will feel right at home uh, with your OSR game. Uh, I had a chance to play mm. Dark Places and Demogorgons at Origins 2022. It was a great game. Um, I loved the fact that it was an OSR Stranger Things inspired 1980s. Yeah, it seems like every game. every game that hits that niche or that that nostalgia is always rules light. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, I'm enjoying role playing in the 1980s. Yeah, whether it's Tales from the Loop, uh, Things from the Flood is the 90s version, but you know you get what you, you know mm. you get the get the gist. Um, and Dark Places and Demogorgons, it, it seems like it's a great great niche. I haven't tried. Um, Kids on Bikes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is another role-playing game that, that scratches that same itch. But I have played, like I said, Dark Places and Demogorgons from Bloke Games. Uh, I really like this. Mm. It's uh, it's great. It uses the, um, you know, all the, the stats and skills that you're familiar with from Basic and Expert uh, Dungeons & Dragons, the six core uh, ability scores. But it also has a seventh okay. um, that's called Survival. And effectively, it kind of works like luck points. Um, if you're familiar with uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics yep. or any game that has sort of a luck mechanic, that, uh, there are more points that you can spend to re-roll. And you get one point back for completing any any adventure, um, but that's the most you can get back is one point that's good. for any one adventure. So if you spend a bunch of points, you actually decrease your survival point rating over time. And so you got to be careful about how you use your points and how, what, what you spend them on. So I like that uh, that survival mechanic, kind of like luck points, kind of like inspiration in 5th edition Dungeons & yeah, Dragons. Yeah. Gives, gives you a little bit of uh, spendy control over the dice. Uh, so that's fun. With any of these games, with any OSR game, the thing that I always find to be the clunkiest is skills. Sure. And so that's still true with this game. Um, you kind of have to navigate the skills system, and it's really important that players are uh, requesting to use skills yes. rather yes. than expecting DMs, I think, to extract skills, right? Um, that's something we've talked about before on the channel, that to be a good player, you know, offer up a suggestion to the to the game master. Be like, hey, I'd like to use this skill. Yeah. Um, one of the hacks that I've used when I play Dark Places and Demogorgons is... Um, since everybody's in middle school or high school, I have the kids, uh, their characters have a favorite subject in school. Sure. And then that subject, whether it's math or science or history or, or English or literature or whatever, the arts, um, that then is a skill that's in the book. Um, but I like having everybody pick a favorite subject, and it kind of grounds you in the idea of playing a student. Mm. Um, and it gives you that sort of open-ended skill that like, oh, you just happen to know this because your random history teacher mentioned it and you remember it right at the right <laughs> time. Or, uh, you know, figuring out a puzzle for, for math or having a scientific fact when you need it. Sure. Um, I like that little little hack. I think it's cool to be able to have all your, all your characters have uh, a favorite subject. So that's something that I do um, that's not explicitly in Dark Places and Demogorgons, but when I've run it. I have characters have a favorite subject. The other thing uh, that I think is a little wonky about this, even though I, I love this game, um, I don't like the alignment system. In yeah, it. 
it has evil. It has evil. And you're a middle schooler or a high schooler. Right. Um, so that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't feel right to me. Um, and the other thing too is I've seen it in the in the game that we played at the convention um, of it. The character who was supposed to be a quote unquote evil teenager um, just did some dumb, stupid yeah. things. Right. Again, I have a I'm not a big fan of of evil characters at the table unless you're all playing evil characters and then it's like an evil party sure uh, but if you have that one evil character you know how it's going to end the evil character is going to betray the party is going to do something stupid <laughs> uh, it does it's 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 so predictable right um so one of the easy fixes that i think uh for dark places and demogorgons uh just go with the old school alignment system of lawful neutral and chaotic it makes a lot more sense that as middle schoolers or teenagers, you haven't really become evil or good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you might be leaning towards being a little bit chaotic or a little bit of a rules follower, <laughs> right? So I love, just go back to the original, lawful, neutral, and chaotic. It's more in keeping with the origins of, of D&D anyway. Yeah. And it fits with playing uh, playing teenagers and middle schoolers. Mm. Um, so I like that fix to the game uh, as well. Um, truly, though, one of the things I like about this game is... I'm familiar with the game mechanics, so I can already sort of see what I can hack and fix, <laughs> right? And it feels so comfortable and feels so right at home. Um, I really do love this uh, love this game because I like role playing games in the 1980s, like uh, like Tales from the Loop, mm -hmm. uh, and and like this. Um, and so I would recommend this if you if Tales from the Loop isn't crunchy enough for you if it's too rules light if it's too focused on narrative uh and sort of story beats and you want uh some more of that crunch a little bit more of that stats and math uh, a little bit more of a classic dungeons and dragons feel this is definitely the way to go nice. um highly recommend it was a great game uh great game at origins uh, 2022. Well, thanks for watching. This has been a very awesome episode. We got to interview Justin from Severed Books, um, talking about his newest Kickstarter and where he's sort of come from. Uh, the gelatinous cubes are fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. I love those. Uh, we also got our very first sponsor back in the morale check, uh, Fighter Guy Studios. Um, if you uh, want to be interviewed or showcase anything on our show, you could always drop us a line over at everyeditionrpg at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a comment if there's anybody that you would want us to interview and talk to. I love interviewing people and seeing their experience, especially from figureheads in our industry and people that we, uh, you know, the, the content that we consume is, is put out by them. So it's, it's fun to sort of pick their brain and see what they're doing. Yeah, we're coming up on our 20th episode. That's mm. going to be our next episode. Uh, and lots of good things in store. I've got lots of ideas for the show. Lots more people to interview. Oh, yeah. Um, lots, of, lots of surprises. Lots and, of awesome and stuff. <laughs> thanks to all of you. We continue to grow and, uh, and to uh, enjoy what we're doing. So oh, yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, come back for more. This has been Every Edition, the tabletop RPG talk show. Contact us by emailing everyeditionrpg at gmail.com, and we may feature you in a future episode. Special thanks to the Elkars for providing all the music you hear on the show. Check out the Elkars album Bad Ends to hear all the songs featured in their entirety. Thanks for listening, and remember, it's not the edition you play, it's how you roll the dice. Mm -hmm.